Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hello, Dublin! Hello, Ireland! Stevens Green, there in, in the heart of a city. Having a lovely, lovely place of green grass, flowers, and everything, but the people go in, rambling around at your leisure. There's not a city in the world we can But I must say, I do really love Ireland, and I do like living here. I, I know that I often talk with my boyfriend, oh, where we can live next, and because we do want to experience the world in general, it's not just that we want to stay in one place forever. Yeah. But... I am not ready to move from here, you know, like I feel like I want to stay a bit longer and I guess that's really positive yeah. from Ireland. <laughs> I do really enjoy it and I do think it's the people. I really do think yeah. it's the easygoing type of uh, personalities that we can see everywhere and it's just you go into a bar and you have pint with everybody, you know, <laughs> regardless of where you are and yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. When people have an opinion about Dublin and like an ingrained idea, which I don't think is true, okay. which and I think a lot of people think and they say it to me, there's nothing going on in Dublin, there's nothing to do here, and all this negative talk, and I'm like, you're insane. I'm like, let me tell you something to do every night of the week, multiple things to do every night of the week, because there's so much going on, there's so many amazing restaurants, there's so much talent in terms of music, comedy, magic, drag, dance, there is so much to do. Hello and welcome to A Life in Dublin. I'm your host Mark and with your permission we'd love this podcast to be your digital companion for the next little bit at least. Just before we kick off with today's podcast, a big thank you to all of you for listening and a huge welcome to all our new listeners as we seem to have gained quite a lot of listeners in the last month or so. 
Really cool that around 50% of our listeners are actually based outside of Ireland. A big hello to all of you wherever you are or wherever you're from and thanks a million for your time. Remember, sharing this podcast with a friend, leaving a rating or review can be so incredibly helpful to us, so we'd appreciate that support if you're willing. But here, listen, enough from me. Here's my chat with Owen. Yeah, yeah. That actually it could be a TV series. Irish Bars Irish. Abroad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say if you stuck a camera into some Irish Bars Abroad, you're going to get some good content. You'd get... <laughs> I mean, it'd be better than a lot of the tripe that's on the telly nowadays anyway. Uh, I mean, Netflix has just opened up looking for new uh, new show ideas. So, I mean, why not? Really? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just I don't know. Just drop an email. Just drop an email. See what they say. It's <laughs> all I have is the title, Irish Bars yeah. Abroad. I don't know anything else, but listen, what more do you need? <laughs> what more do you need? I'll see you down there. Um three words uh, yeah yeah so uh yeah but you know the ones i'm talking about like murphy's pub in paris or or jimmy's pint in singapore or you know all these irish pubs abroad yeah i used to think that do you know the way like they i'm I, i'm almost sure that italian restaurants they have some kind of like um, standard like certificate or something like that. So if you're, if you're, I I, I might just be making this up. I apologize, okay. but this could be a dream, or someone might have told me, or I might have read it somewhere. Uh, this isn't coming from any kind of recent information, but there's something in my or brain that says at all, maybe, <laughs> or no information at all. Absolutely. Um, yeah. but I have a feeling that there is some type of like let's say standard of an Italian restaurant. Um, and if you're part of the association or whatever, then, you know, it's a, it's a certified fucking Italian, Italian restaurant, right? I don't um, think that's true, but sure. Okay. I mean, you like never if know. that is the case, if that is the case, I've definitely been into some places that aren't certified. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's always going to be the case. Um, mm. But I hear it. I'm halfway Googling it. I can't do two things at the same time. Um <laughs> Just for the sake of this conversation, right? Sure. I want you to imagine that there is a certificate for Italian restaurants. And I thought, wouldn't it be good? Uh, wouldn't it be nice if they had the same thing for Irish bars, um, Irish pubs yeah. abroad? Yeah. Um, and I say that because I was actually, we might have been together, it was when we were in Australia. Yeah. I ordered a pint of Guinness. And I'm not, I'm not picky at all about like food or... Like if if I order food and it's not amazing, I I never complain. Maybe I should, but you know I'm I'm just happily enough to to eat it. And it's like ah, listen, it's fine. It's like a little bit tiny bit burnt, or it doesn't taste great, but whatever. I'm sure they're busy or if they're in a rush or whatever. So yeah, I never really complain. The only time I've ever given anything back in my life was this uh, in this Irish pub in Australia, and. <laughs> Uh, your man like pour, started pouring the pint of Guinness, but stopped after like you know two or three centimeters. So <laughs> had had obviously been told that at some point that you need to you know just let it settle before you. It's a two part pour. Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe he had never he'd just been told that and never actually watched anyone do it before. But after about like 
two centimeters he stopped left it there for a minute and i was like oh maybe he's going to change the keg or something that he he didn't like the look of that pour and then anyway come comes you give him such few, trust <laughs> yeah he comes back a few minutes later and pours the rest of it and hands me a glass of what looks like milk like oh it's just oh. pure white because yeah, yeah, it hasn't yeah, yeah. like that's just <laughs> and i was like I'm sorry, man. I actually can't pay for that. Like, it's the only time like you can't give me. That's not. What is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, he's I, like, I, "What is that not supposed to?" Be? And I'm like, "No, man. Come on. Like, just I don't know. Just give me a pint of bloody Fosters or something there, will you?" Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, so you're saying you're saying that the your experience was that an Irish bar though? Was that an Irish bar? Or was just a it bar was it was an Irish bar. Um, can't remember. I think it was like maybe it wasn't was it Sydney or was it Melbourne I can't remember um yeah there was a like a quite a famous Irish pub there in the middle there of Sydney there is one there is one um there's a few Irish pubs in Sydney one of them is one of the oldest in the world there's one from 19 19- so I was looking this up, the, like I was like, what? Because I was wondering, what the fuck is it about there being an Irish bar in pretty much every city, in the, uh, definitely every capital in the world, well, that serves alcohol. Uh, but like it, nearly every capital, I would say, in the world has an Irish bar, if not a few. And I was like, why Why is that? What is, what is the history behind it? Do you not it? think and there's it, a few it, lads in Saudi Arabia who have a sneaky Irish bar going sneaky, on? Sneaky, sneaky. You knock twice on John's back door. <laughs> you get <in>. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe, but there's like, but I looked it up and I was like, what is, what's the deal with the the Irish bars? And uh, there's, it's just very straightforward. It's like, the theory is like, well, there's lots of Irish people around the place and they know pubs, so they open pubs. Like that's, and it just became a thing because I think the, the oldest Irish bar outside of Ireland is like, there's one in London from like 1600, which is specifically Irish. And then there are a bunch in America after like a bunch of Irish people moved to America. And then there's one in the Rocks. We actually drank there. It's up in um, Rocks in Sydney. This is the Rocks in Sydney, for those who don't know, is like up by, um, it's the area uh, close to the bridge on on the south side of the bridge, Sydney Harbour Bridge. Um, and we, we've, we've had a few nights in there. I can't remember the name of the place now, but that was like 19... 10 or something that opened but um wow. but yeah so, so the, the thing is there's no fucking trick to it it's just it happened that loads of people open pubs uh that are irish and then it just became a thing because now there's a f- load of pubs that say they're irish and they're nothing to do with ireland yeah 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 i i remember i had another uh experience when i lived in spain that uh, like this is where i started to get frustrated was that like you say, people were opening Irish bars, but like they were just in no way Irish. Yeah. So um, there was a pub opened up where it was called the Wild Rover. You know, in fairness, inside it looked authentically like an Irish bar. I give them 10 out of 10 for that. You know, the Irish constitution was on the wall. They had pictures of hurling games from the 1950s. I was like, oh, this is impressive. You know, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, whoever designed this either was Irish or knew what they were doing mm. um, because none of the staff were Irish, which, you know, mm. also obviously zero problem with that. But I rocked up um, once to watch an Irish football game. And this is kind of like, it's an unwritten rule that if you're Irish and you're living abroad and you want to watch either, you know, Gaelic football or hurling or maybe an Irish 
football game, whether it's like a qualification for the Euros or the World Cup or something like that. Yep. I say qualification is because we never actually get there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's like an unwritten rule that there'll be, you know, especially I was in, you know, a place where there wasn't that many Irish people. So there'll be two or three souls that come together in these Irish bars to watch um, the game. So yep. I arrived up to this pub and you, you like I, you know, I was expecting there was two or three others also mm-hmm. arrived up, and your man was watching the tennis, like Rafa <laughs> Nadal, and I was like, "Sorry, are like, are you gonna put the Ireland game on?" Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "No." <laughs> I was what? Like, yeah, I was like, "How can this be an Irish bar if you're watching fucking Rafa Nadal?" And I get, <laughs> I, I, a hundred percent understand, uh. Like it, we were, I were in Spain. They were Spanish. They don't give it two hoots about the yeah. Irish football game. They want to watch Rafa Nadal. Yeah. But at the same time, I had this feeling like in an Irish bar abroad, it's almost like being in your embassy. It's almost like being on home soil. It, 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 it like that is like what people like. I I think if you were. A lot of people describe it as an embassy. Like it, it's where you go to see your, your like your fellow Irish man and woman, and catch up and talk to shite and watch the games. But also on a side note, if it's just you at a pub, like was it a busy? Was it just him, or is there a lot no, of people watching I, the tennis? I mean, you know, it was the typical like him and a few L lads, few well, few no, L guys no, then, watching the tennis. Then somebody come any pub if there's a bunch of people who are going like a hi, can we watch the game? It's just good business to put on the games that the customers want to watch. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yes, the but be- between is, sorry, but between correct. that experience in yeah. Australia and the pint of Guinness, and then that experience in, uh, in Spain with the game, yeah. I right. felt like there needs to be some kind of certified level of Irish pubs here. Like yeah. this guy can't just open an Irish pub that looks like an Irish pub, calls itself an Irish pub, but in essence is not in any way Irish. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I, it, maybe I, I shouldn't say this over the podcast, but maybe it's actually a good idea because in a court of law, it'll, it'll be like proof of uh, concept or like, not, like we're, we're coming up with the idea and like it'd be dated that we said this first. I think what you and I, if I can, if we can organize this, what we should do is go to Guinness, right? And we'll be like, how oh, yeah. We're going to do a tour of all the Irish bars in the world. Well, as many as we can get, right? Oh man, how us, much fun us, would that yeah, be? Right? Show us how to, uh, what a good pint is, and then no, that's what we do. We go, we go. It's a whole thing, right? So we go to Guinness first, right? You go to the St James, and you 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 say, define the perfect Guinness, and what what am I looking for in markings? Blah blah blah. Get that qualified. Go to like the top five pubs in Ireland, and be like, give me a list of what you think a pub should be. And we make a little criteria on that. And then we travel and we create a certificate based on that information and go to the pubs around Europe and, and the world and go in and be like, you get an F. You like It's like a, a, a health and safety rating. You get an F for fucking not Irish, <laughs> right? You're, and then you get a C for completely Irish. And then like you get a, a, a like, or no, you get a C, C is the best one for crack. Crack, <laughs> get, yeah. Crack, crack yeah, is 90. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, crack is ninety. Do you get a C? C is C is the highest rating, <laughs> and then E E is like era. It'll do. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Yeah. A, A would be like, ah, it's grand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Ads grand. Steve's tires. Crack. <laughs> uh, um, but there's no one, yeah, we, like you said, like there's no one doing this. I mean, do you know how, you know, um, uh, Michelin star? Do you know how Michelin star became a thing? Um, yeah, like from, from truck drivers or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's like, so Michelin is the Michelin man, the tire company, right? And yeah. they used to um, bring out the Michelin guide, which was uh, for like travel plans for Europe, or go doing trips in Europe and stuff like that. Like, oh, for your summer break, why don't you drive to Germany or whatever? And they would um, give ratings for places to stop along the way. And between one thing and another, that became like uh, a go-to thing for, for people to go to restaurants. And it became the like highest ratings highest ranking of food a tire company gives the highest ratings for restaurants in the world like if you go to a michelin restaurant there's a chance you know the michelin man the tire fella mm-hmm. you'll see his photo like his picture stuck on a michelin star restaurant uh-huh not everyone uh- but i'm saying the point is it's with this car, this the, the, the quantification and award winning and certification, it's up for grabs. I'm saying so. I mean, we won't go in so blind, you, we'll talk to Guinness, we'll talk to the, the, the pubs. But that, um, I've become obsessed with this idea now. So, you're saying that we could be the equivalent to the Michelin star in the future, um, for Irish pubs, yeah, yeah. I don't well, know. Or maybe for restaurants as well. I don't know. We'll be like, we'll give it <laughs> raising for restaurants. <laughs> I've just looked it up. There's 7,000, yeah. an estimated, obviously, estimated 7,000 Irish pubs in the world. So um, this it could take us, if there's 365 days in a year. Yeah. Um, uh, let me see now. Let me just, I'm just doing some maths live here. Sure. sure, L- sure. Live, um, 365, that would take. Um, really, that would take nineteen years. Are you? Are you? Is that I one pub right. a day? That's one pub a day. I was just mm. thinking, like, how has this never been done before? And maybe it's never been done before because if it's one pub a day, that's obviously not feasible. Because I'm sure there's like a distance that you're going to have to travel between them. So let's just say it could take around thirty years to visit every Irish pub in the world. Well, we're young. I, I apologize. Man. Like some, somebody might be listening to you. Go, what an absolute idiot! He's done the maths wrong. There's a very high possibility of that. But oh, I divided seven thousand by three hundred and sixty-five. So, yeah, that would be right. Nineteen years, more or less. And then, yeah, obviously you can't go to one pub a day. You, like you, your liver, you wouldn't last nineteen years. Um, that's, no, but, it's an interesting... but Mark, you're 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 not seeing the big picture. We're franchising as well, right? We're we, we're like <laughs> it doesn't have to be us the whole time, right? So we'll we'll do the ones oh, we not? want. <laughs> You'd have to actually sacrifice the rest of your your whole life, really. <laughs> but like, I mean, Mich- the Michelin star lads don't go to every restaurant in the world. They're not going down to my local well, diner or fucking from uh, Oscar's <laughs> Pizza Place and being like, right, lads, gives your best daughter kebab. <laughs> I thought that was the Michelin man was so fat. Um, uh, but, it's, um, it's, but what? what a journey that would be, though. I mean, there's nothing to stop us. I mean, we could do we could do the top. We could do like fucking you could do a summer and you could do I, I like you can go to most of Europe within a 
couple of months. Like you can do Paris, Madrid, Barcelona, Nice. All right, that's a really bad system. If you don't don't do don't do it that way, that doesn't work at all. But uh, <laughs> bad start. Yeah, bad start. Bad start. I've I've half cut already. Like I mean, <laughs> but um, um, if what? you if you're listening to this podcast and you're like turning eighteen soon, this could be near the next twenty years of your life. Well, you'd you'd have to give us some sort of um rights to it though we 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 have like we're, we're we give you the idea for it so like shout us a point the next time you see us but yes yeah yeah uh i mean you could write we could write the i mean there's no like here's the thing right do the big ones do london do paris do berlin do new york mm. and then like do a few of the few like maybe singapore uh and i don't know china we'll do somewhere in china beijing or something and this reminds me of the old night south that we used to have because these conversations would more often like be fueled with with alcohol and we'd probably have we'd probably have booked a flight and everything wake up the next morning going did we think that we could visit every single irish pub in the world last night <laughs> uh, that's very good um but anyway I, I i like i like the fact that we're not letting go of this idea because it is actually quite an interesting one but uh to go back to the pubs themselves right so anyway there's these pubs yeah. and they're like they're like they're like um they're like fecking they're like embassies i moved to copenhagen as i've said 100 million times on the podcast uh and first thing i did was went walked into a pub an irish pub and sat down had a drink and started chatting to the bartender and i asked him about work because uh, I was just looking for any job at that when I first got here. And I swear to God, the fella sitting next to me, his name was Dev. He was a, he's a musician. And he was like, don't come to this pub. They're fine. But there is another pub down the road and they're looking for somebody. And I went there and I got a job. There you go. And that it's, it's yeah. a safety net. It's a safety net. When you're stuck in another country. Actually, to be fair, do you know what? It works for the Irish because, you know, Irish and Irish pubs. But if you find a legitimate Irish pub, not one of these... Plastic patty ones, right? Like a legitimate Irish pub. And you, there's Irish people behind the bar and there's an Irish owner and stuff. And you go and even if you're from Spain or fucking wherever the fuck you're from and you've just moved to a country and you need to, like a bit of help, Irish pub workers like are generally speaking sound out and they'll help you because they're they're normally somebody who's just done what you've done, moved somewhere new and is looking for kind of like maybe a place to stay or a job or some advice. Go in and have a pint and talk to a bartender in like on a quiet Thursday afternoon in an Irish pub, and they will be better than any fucking embassy worker, I tell you. Yeah, and also, um, this was a bit of recommendation because, um, when I was back at the kind of beginning of this podcast, I used to ask people like, you know, before you move here, is there any bit of advice you'd give to people who are moving to Ireland? Yeah. Um, and um, Nia, who's become a good friend of mine, he's from Vietnam. Um, hey. He. He gave he gave just a genius piece of advice, oh. and he said, "There's more than likely an Irish pub where you're living, uh, uh-huh. wherever you're coming from. More than likely." Yeah. Um, he was obviously coming from from Vietnam. There was an Irish pub there. He said, "Go to the Irish pub, uh, see if you can chat to either the barman if he's Irish or a bar lady or whatever, or or people in the pub. They they might be Irish, yeah, and just start talking to them and say like, listen, I'm." More than likely, if you're in a place, let's say, I don't know, let's say you're in Madrid and you're talking to an Irish guy and, you know, you're Spanish and you're saying, I'm going to move to Ireland. The Irish person is going to be like, oh, amazing. Yeah. Like, I'll give you so much advice 
here's yeah. my friend's number. Contact my friend when you get there. They're really nice. They'll help you. I just thought that's actually a genius bit of bit of advice. It's very good. It's very good. Actually, I, I like that. That's it. Reminds me of I've got I got the story. I'm sure I've told you before, but a hundred years ago, I was working uh, in Temple Bar. I was promoting a comedy mm. club. You remember those days? Yeah, yeah, of course. After work, um, and I so I it, it was I it would be me standing in the middle of Temple Bar, uh, which is the tourist spot with pubs and stuff in the middle of Dublin. Uh, if you don't know it. And I'd hold a sign for a comedy club and then I'd give out vouchers and discounts and stuff. And this um, this American girl walks by once and I was like, hey, do you want to go to a comedy show? And she's like, uh, yeah, sure. OK. And I was like, oh, that was way too quick. You you answered way too quickly. Uh, like you clearly just you're 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 trying to kill time. So I was like, wait, wait, wait hold on. What, 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 what are you here on holidays or what? And she's like, no, no, my flight. There's something wrong with my plane. So we're stuck here for a night. So they put me up in a hotel in Temple Bar and I fly out tomorrow. And I was like, look, look, if you're only in Dublin, and she wasn't like planning to be in Ireland at all. She'd never been there. So I was like, look, if you're going to be in Ireland, don't go to a fucking comedy show for the one night. I mean, like, sure, <laughs> you probably have a laugh, but it's not art. Like, there's more to see in your one night in Ireland. So I said, um, look, go down to the, and directly from Temple Bar, there's a pub called Doyle's, which is like a nice Irish pub. And uh, it's also a good student vibe because it's next to Trinity College and it's a good it's a good location. So I said, go down to Doyle's, find a table of Irish people and tell them exactly what you told me. And she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, yeah, just trust me. Go out there, go down there, find a table of people you think look nice and ex- explain exactly what you just explained to me. And she's like, oh, OK. So she left. And I was like, grand, this is my day. And then somebody met me afterwards uh, when I'd finished and we were going for a pint. And I said, oh, do you mind if we go to Doyle's? I just want to see something. And my friend's like, yeah, sure, no worries. And who do I meet? <laughs> a table full of people. The, the the American one, right? She's like pounding the pints. Hey, happy laugh. And I was like, yeah, dad. So I sat down at the table, like on the other side of the room. And uh, she comes up. She's uh, we're, we're, I'm chatting to my friend. And, and then she like walks by. He goes, do you want a drink? And I was like, no, no, you're fine. And then she goes behind the bar. And the bartender's showing her how to pour Guinness. <laughs> she's like she's half owner. Pints. Yeah, she's like pouring pints for people and learning how to pour pints. Uh, and then she's like, I, I'm pr- I, 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 I'm not offending anybody. She came up to me afterwards. This might be too much information, but she come up to me after because see the guy at the classes. And I'm like, yeah, she goes, I'm bringing him home tonight. There <laughs> 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 could be a little Irish-American baby out there for all I know from me to pointing the direction. But a good Irish pub with a good couple of lads behind the bar. I mean, lads and girls behind the bar. I mean, it's... It'll do wonders for you. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing better, is there? Well, it's, I'm trying to think of like the best ever Irish pub I've been in abroad. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know if, to be honest with you, I've, I've really, nothing has jumped into mind. There was a pub that I actually worked in uh, in Boston. Mm. Um, sometimes I actually felt it was bloody more Irish than an Irish pub, even in Dublin. <laughs> um, Yeah. Uh, it was it's called uh, who knows if it's still there it was in Cambridge which you know is basically Boston but they call mm-hmm. it Cambridge um, mm-hmm. and um, not too far from Harvard and it was called The Field um, Field that's a good the name The Field yeah all of the lads behind the bar were, were Irish the owner was yeah. obviously Irish um, there was rumours that the, Roma, the owner had to uh, leave Ireland uh, for whatever reason I don't know 
uh yeah there was a bit of dodgy stuff going on sometimes i remember <laughs> i remember my job was at the beginning was in the kitchen you know cooking chicken nuggets and stuff like that mm. and there was a chef uh, i can't remember his name and uh well like we always used to have great little chats and he was a real nice guy and you know i didn't have a clue what he was doing and he was patient with me and i was like i really appreciated that because the boss was like you know he'd come in and be like where the fuck are the chicken nuggets and at one time I had put the chicken, I had put the chips on top of the chicken nuggets in the fryer and he was like, oh, the chicken nuggets are burning. And I was like, oh man, Jesus, stress of this. Um, uh, by the way, this, this was you not... never want to hear. Where the fuck are the chicken nuggets? <laughs> by the way, this was not a Michelin star uh, restaurant, as you can probably imagine. Um, yeah. But yeah, rocked up one day to work and... Um, I I just can't remember the names guy's name that it was the cook the chef but let's just call him John and I was like mm. where's John <laughs> one of the lads behind the bar is like oh John you didn't hear no and I was like no was like, John's in prison <laughs> I was like Jesus. okay he was like the Jeez. nicest guy here <laughs> <laughs> and, and they were like what did he do and yeah, I was like oh done. I don't know they wouldn't they wouldn't tell me um, no idea oh. never saw John again <laughs> yeah oh, this is, this um, was a loving memory of John maybe but the good news is I, I mastered the art of cooking chicken nuggets in the deep fat fryer um, so yeah you think about thanks, it to, the thanks to John if you're listening John and oh. hope you're hope you're out soon yeah oh, uh, that's very good that's maybe very I shouldn't good. say that I don't know what he did Um, <laughs> he was nice to me that's all you know that's all you know yeah, uh, um, but there, 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 there is, there, you gotta, you gotta learn the eye for a good Irish pub as well because the field, oh yeah, the field is a good one because it's a John B. Keane play. If if people don't know, that's it's it's not just mm. called the field, and we're like, oh, that's a great name. There's a reason it's called the field. Um, but uh, there's a chain of pubs in Scandinavia now, uh, called the Old Irish, mm. and it is. The shittest fucking pub. There's a there's twenty, I think twenty in Denmark. There's a few in Sweden. They, they're up in uh, they're in um Helsinki up in Finland as well. But probably up in Norway as well. At this stage, two Swedish lads I believe own it, and um they just fucking it's like it's like paint by numbers, exact same interior, exact same setup, and it's just cheap. And they they used to keep them open for twenty four hours. It's just a mockery. It's it's offensive to go in there, and it's all like caricatures of like Irish, famous Irish people, Bono and blah blah blah. But they ship over um Irish young like I I used to meet them a lot. They'd be they ship over Irish singer songwriters like acoustic players and mm. stuff to do sessions in there, and they pay you well. But it and it like they, they've got some money behind them because you see the advertising everywhere, and they're like advertised on TV here and everything. But it's just like it's really like oh it's a good business model for them but it's offensive for me because it's I, I i dread to think that that's what people think irish pubs are like because there's nothing irish in there and I've, i i went in there and i for just to see what happens i went in and i ordered a guinness and it was just a one pour and it was mucky and the glass was mucky and it was like mm. i didn't drink it i was like like i i did i did it on purpose to see what it was like so i didn't give them i didn't say anything to them i was like right okay it's bad that's fair enough um See the but thing is like, about uh, thing. Sorry to, to interrupt. The yeah. thing about an Irish pub is like it should never. It, no 
modern word of like business or any of that should should <laughs> even come in like a one mile distance, one kilometer distance of an Irish pub. Like if you, no, there's no concept like, of business plan or profit should be involved. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know it shouldn't. Okay, yeah, you know yeah. obviously you want the people who run it to do well, but you shouldn't. There shouldn't be aspects of scale. Like you should yeah. not scale an Irish pub. There should not be two of the same. It that's because the essence of an Irish pub, like, is the origin is listen, it's a public house. You're going down to Johnny's house for a pint. Uh, O'Reilly's there. Let's go down to O'Reilly's for a pint and you meet all your friends. But O'Reilly's is obviously the origin is a specific specific family of people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the public house is there. Mm -hmm. You can't duplicate that in the next town. Because in the next town, it's the O'Donoghue's or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the idea of like weatherspooning Irish pubs, because that's kind Ooh. of what you're talking that's about. That's exactly really. what it is. You're, you're bang on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, in fact, Weatherspoon's nicer. At least they serve food in Weatherspoon's. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, that's another thing for me. I don't think there should be food in an Irish pub. I know there can be, but. At the end of the day, like... I mean, I mean, I mean, I have to agree with you there. Yeah, if it's if it's going to be a proper pub, then no, ah, uh, no, no, no. I mean, the Barras down the road, like in my home, my hometown, Clonakilty, we've gone in for pints there. That's that's a cracker of a pub, lovely spot. They do lunch, and it's not it's not bad. It's not bad at all. They don't serve it during the night time. It's between twelve and like there you go, and then. And There's then, the secret. Like, kitchen's closed, but um, but yes, yeah, yeah. See, that's it. Yeah, yeah. You can serve it after like two o'clock because that's drink from no. two o'clock on is drinking time. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's when the drinking gets serious. <laughs> Maybe you have a pack uh, of the clips or a pack of the peanuts by it, but nothing yeah. else. It's weird how different our cultures are, like to like the kind of more Latin cultures where there's so much food involved if they're socializing this food and this drink, where it's a balance of alcohol and food intake. And yeah, no, 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 no. (laughs) There's something about us, there's like this drink drinking thing, you know? Mm. I'm not drinking, I'm drink drinking. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, which is mad. Listen, um, I'm going to have a look at flights. Um, Maybe we can start off, you know, I want to start off somewhere that there must be like, Let's go to bloody Chile or something like as nice. close to Ant- Antarctica as fo- as possible, and let's yeah. find the Irish pub around that's there. A, I I mean I mean Greenland Newark must have like probably an Irish pub up there. I mean that's a good call. Um, yeah. So we've got um, we've got F for fuck's sake. We've got uh, E for <laughs> era, and then we A for as grand, and then C for crass. Right, that, that's the that's yeah. the four levels. <laughs> you're aiming for a C. Um, yeah, you're aiming for. C. <laughs> Just like yeah. me in my maths exam in the leaving search. <laughs> <laughs> Aiming for a C. Oh, and it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I got the thirst now. I'm going to go off and find a pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going on a stag weekend, so this has been a good preparation. Yeah, enjoy. Um, um, brilliant. Well done. Well done. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.